I'm Lindsay Maloney, and this is the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I built a six-figure coaching business while raising my three babies and working a nine-to-five, and I'm here to help you break free from the hustle mentality that's been holding you back from reaching your full potential so you can know your worth, step into your own power, and of course, book your dream clients. Grab your notebooks, something to write with because you are going to be taking a ton of notes. We have Queen with us today and she's chatting all about how to get noticed in the media. So sit back, relax, take some notes and enjoy the show. Queen, thank you so much for being on the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I've been really excited to have you on. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for having me. It's such a pleasure and honor, and I am excited. Yes, I love chatting with people that I know, you know, in quotes online already. It always feels like we kind of get to dig further into what you do. So I would love for you to just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do and who you serve. Wonderful. Thank you so much. My name is Queen Choma. And I am an international motivational speaker, a TV presenter, a PR and media coach, a publicist. And I have a very strong background in beauty pageants. I've sang in different countries. Um, and I really help women entrepreneurs as a publicist and as a PR and media coach to break into the media and attract good PR for their brands. And I just really love being able to go out there and speak, be on TV, be on podcast shows, just everything to do with PR and media is my fin. And I'm so happy to be able to share some strategies with all of you listening right now. I love that. I've, I haven't had somebody on here who specializes in PR. And I think it's like such a, it seems like such a high level topic because yeah. when people are just starting their businesses, they hear all the the things they need to do. And nobody really talks about PR because you think like, well, that's like years from now from mm. where I need to yeah. be. And so they don't even give it a second thought. So I love opening this chapter up for everybody. Let's start from the beginning. What is PR? And let's talk to the coaches out there. What is like PR for coaches? What does that look like? Great question. I love the very, I guess the best way for me to put it across, in a way it's like self-explanatory in the sense that it's public relations. But the truth is, I always believe that nobody really understands what PR is. So I feel like everybody is like, what's PR anyway? And I feel like that about globalization. I feel like that's something that no one ever masters in the, communi- in the mass communications and communications world. We're always like, what's that? So, I mean, I would say it's really about relating with the public and being able to put your, your brand, your vision, your personality, everything that you do out there in the best way possible. So the more you put your brand out there in great ways in terms of, you know, great content, being visible on social media, it could be using, you know, live events, it could be advertising, everything positive is more of the good side of PR. But then there is also the bad side. So there's like bad publicity, bad press. And so what we want to do as brands is avoid that. We want to avoid being in the media in negative ways. And we want to continue to highlight the good in our businesses and and in our companies and and everything like that. So that is it in a nutshell. And it just, in a way, it involves a lot of social media, media interviews, advertising, and uh, like I mentioned, live events as well. Mm -hmm. 
So a lot of us are already doing PR and you might not even know it. You know, you're showing up mm-hmm. on social media, you're doing stories, you're posting, you're doing all of that stuff. That's all considered PR. Um, so the next level of PR, like you said, doing interviews and things like that. What are some different types of interviews that coaches could do to kind of break open level two of this? Oh, wonderful. I think that really and truly, if you want to take it to the next level, because I do believe there are different levels, like you said, I really believe you can really start in a way with podcasts. So I'm sure most of you do do podcast interviews here and there, or you might get this, you know, occasional blog feature and everything. And so, but if you're already doing that, if you're already doing podcast interviews, you've already been in a few blogs and you're ready to go to that next level. I definitely think continuing with it, being more consistent, having a PR media game plan in place where you kind of figure out where you want to be seen, what kind of media interviews you want to attract over the next, I would call it like 52 weeks. So think about it in that way. So think of, think of it in the sense of how can I get 52 weeks in the media? Or it could even be just thinking of the next three months. So where do I want to be seen? What magazines, TV shows, radio, or whatever it would be over the next three months. And don't think of things from where you are now. Think of things in regards to where you want to be. Think of it in the sense of if I was the next level version of myself, which I love to say in a way, Mm -hmm. if you were a little bit more out there, more visible, more powerful, more like just shining in a bigger way, where would you like to be seen? And most people will say things like business insider. Most women will say Huffington post, the today show and everything. And so of course you want to be writing all of those names, like all those media houses, media shows, media sources write them all down like dream big and believe that you can achieve amazing things but at the same time really also start small be willing to start with the local newspapers local tv shows local radio stations and the local blogs and magazines so just start with the small ones even if you like you're thinking oh my goodness i can't go and put myself forward for fox news right now well, what about your local TV show? What about something in your community, something in your local city? You could start there and just try and do small things for now. Or like you, like, I, like we mentioned, the, the next level things. And then from there, we could really get to a point where we become so much more confident to go for the bigger opportunities that are out there. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of um, people that are listening probably had two things that piqued their attention. One was being on different podcasts or guest blogging. I think that's where a lot of us are right now. Um, I think being on a TV show uh, or, you know, um, like you said, the Today Show, Huffington Post, those are like huge, big dream things. And those are so good too. Let's just talk about, you know, that next step though, the podcasting. Being on a podcast gives you such great visibility to another to other audiences. Um, mm-hmm. What do you recommend um, for people when they want to get on other podcasts? How do they do that? It seems like it's so hard for a lot of people to get on other shows. Do you have any tips for coaches out there who want to um, branch out to that? Most certainly. If you're listening, I will most certainly say that start for like start first and foremost with your mindset in the sense of believing that you can be on podcasts. So believe that there, they are like, you have some wonderful people out there that have these shows that would love to have you on. And just know that they are pretty much like you. They're probably a coach themselves or an entrepreneur, maybe a you know business coach, just like you that wants to get out there and have a show. 
just to be more visible. So in a way, you're kind of dealing with people that are already similar to you and they're just looking for great content on their shows. And it's not really about how great you are or how confident you are or anything like that. It really is about your expertise and the message that you're putting out there. A lot of the podcast hosts that I've spoken to always say it's about great episodes for their shows. So just think to yourself, how can I teach something that will really amaze their audience and really blow their audience away, giving them the, my best stuff? And that's first and foremost. But then when it comes to the pitching part, when it comes to reaching out, I definitely think it really is all about having a spreadsheet, putting down your top sort of like 20 podcasts that you'd love to be on, have some small ones, have some medium sized ones and have some big ones to challenge you and then start to send those emails, send um, Instagram messages. Sometimes I get my, in my interviews just by DMing, like a simple DM, friendly, just, you know, let them know that you want to be seen. Let them know that you want to be on their show. Let them know the topic you'd like to cover. And typically, if they haven't had someone covering that topic before, they will be interested. And you just have to find the gap in the market. So you need to know what is it that they haven't covered. And then just be like, oh, I've noticed you've never had people on the show covering you know, health and health from this angle. Maybe look for a different angle. If they've had someone, a health coach on before, think of a different angle. Maybe they haven't covered nutritional, they haven't covered something around the level, they haven't covered, if you are a business coach, maybe they have never talked about systems and structures in business. And so you can say, I can cover that. And then that's going to make them think, yeah, we haven't had that. So a bit like what you're saying, Lindsay, the fact that you haven't had, you know, a PR person on the show before. So it's a bit like that, just trying to figure out where is the missing, that, that missing, like the gap in the research. Mm -hmm. I love that strategy. I think a lot of times people turn to, oh, they have a lot of people on their podcast that talk about this. I should talk about this too. And people are so afraid to be different and to stand out. And I don't think that's what want that's a, that's not what podcasters want. They want you to fill the gap and do the brainstorming for them, right? Um, they're not like I don't want to think of what you're going to talk about. You tell me what you want to talk about. I'll see if it fits in. So how can you figure out if your idea or how can you figure out where that gap is? How do you recommend you do that research? That is so, so wonderful. The question you asked, and I keep saying the word wonderful because I love your show and I love the questions that you ask. <laughs> um, well, what it is, is that I think you need to really spend time just going on the show. So every show you want to be on, Go onto Google, like onto Google, do your Apple podcast research, just spend some time listening to some former episodes and get really clear in regards to the types of episodes that they've had, especially within the last year. So you might want to look, you know, from January all the way up to this time right now. Um, and then just keep looking at what kind of guests have they had on the topics that they've covered. You could decide to write down a few and then you could let them know and just, just give them that information that they haven't, that they may not even know. They may not even identify that they haven't had someone to cover this specific topic or even an angle that they haven't thought of. And so just spending time to do that research is really important. I used to work for Ben Television. And when I worked there, I used to spend one day doing the research and the, the next day was the interviews. So I would spend time just trying to find as many, you know, people that we thought would be great guests for the show. And we'll be looking for everything that they could cover and we'll go to their websites. We'll go to their, their, you know, social media accounts, you name it. And so really doing research, even in regards to their platforms, even knowing things about them and their 
like for example they have they got any children these podcast hosts do they have a passion for certain types of foods because sometimes it's those little things that you know about their show or about them that also makes you able to connect with them and then they're like wow you even know that I have like my dog like the dog called you know Tom Mm -hmm. that alone could be the thing to connect you to so just let them know little things that you know about them when you're pitching as well I think it it just goes to show that being a real person always works. And I think we yes. always try to be somebody else. Um, like you, you know, before we got in the interview, you, you were talking about our, face, our Facebook group and you were, you know, reminding me that we have a connection here and there and mm-hmm. you listen to the show and, you know, while sometimes the podcaster can't put faces to every name or whatever, that instant connection clicks when you'd make the effort to connect with the podcaster, right? Like you, you know, if you're trying to sell something to somebody, you see like the sales, the sales people like, well, yeah, well your, your wife would love this or your kids would love that. When you bring up that personal connection Mm -hmm. that like that lights that fire, so yeah, I think, it yeah, it lights that fire and it draws that, um, oh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really continue listening and see what happens with this conversation. Does that make sense? 100. I totally agree. And it's true. It just, it works every time because people love, like, I remember once I was speaking to one of my clients and this was in the really early stages. And she was like, I was saying like, tell me the things about some of the, you know, you love these influencers and you want to be on their shows. Tell me a little bit about them. And then she was like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, so what, like, do you know anything? Like maybe something that, something cute, something fun. And then she was like, I I don't really care. Like, I just want to be on the shows. Mm. And I was like, that's where we need, we need to really, you know, go a step back and just be like, okay, how can you just fall in love with them, their brand, what they're up to? Sometimes we need to take a step back and, and just really, like you said, have that human connection before we start thinking about being on the show. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like saying, I want to be friends with this person, but I don't want to get to know them. Like, I don't care about anything about them. I just want to be friends with them. You know what I mean? it's like, you have to, you have to go deeper. And especially now where everything is so fast and, you know, oh, I have, you know, 15,000 friends on Instagram and 3000 on Facebook. Well, we, but we don't know anything about anybody because we don't take the time. And that's, exactly. that's not how we need to uh, operate our businesses. We need to get personal with people because we're all just human beings who crave connection. Yeah, exactly. And I think that sometimes you should go like a step further with it as well. Like in terms of, like you mentioned, connecting in, in regards to social media, Instagram, but like leaving comments, leaving like hearts and, um, and just saying like, Oh, that's so cool or answering a question in the Facebook group and things like that. Mm-hmm. It just really does. Cause there's been this TV show that I kept pitching to for one of my clients. I remember that I could never seem to get them to respond to me. And then I just kept jumping on their live streams here and there. Mm-hmm. I kept on engaging their content and all of a sudden they started liking my stuff. And then by the time I knew it, they said yes to three of my clients to be on mm-hmm. their show. And so it's like, it took, a, it took a while, like one year before I heard anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a year but it actually worked because I genuinely love what they're doing and I genuinely believe my clients would be a great fit so it's not just about I want to be on this show because it's all about me and my ego and what I want and what I need it's you've got to have that genuineness as well I love that and then they they keep saying oh this girl is always showing up and taking time to see what we're about and that you know just creates that familiar familiarity where they 
know, recognize your name. Well, first of all, your name stands out amongst everything. Oh, thank you. It's so beautiful. And I, but I think that, you know, it doesn't matter what your name is. If you keep showing up that repetition, um, it, it catches people's attention, you know, no matter how many people they might have on a live, they might have thousands of people on a live, but if they keep seeing your name and seeing your comments and seeing that you care, that is, that is such a great connection builder. It already starts before you even make the first move. 100%. I totally agree. Okay. So you we're talking about like podcast pitching. Um, I think this is a great topic for everybody. Um, uh, so we're pitching for podcasts. Do you kind of feel like it's kind of the wild west right now still about for pitching for podcasts? Cause it seems like there's no like one way to get in. It seems like there's so many different ways to get in with podcasts. It's so interesting because I honestly believe that, like you said, there are so many ways to get in. And I just think that, but it, but the basics do work, you know, reaching out, building that communication, just showing the love. And I mean, in a way I do this every day, like pretty much every day. And I noticed that the basics work. They just want to hear from you. They want to know that you're connected. You are following them. You are really genuinely interested. And I think that it's about really understanding that every show is different. So even with magazines, for example, like if I want to be in Cosmopolitan magazine, they are very different from me trying to pitch for Business Insider. Business Insider is like more professional and their, you know, their videos on Instagram are all, all of these sort of like mini documentaries. Whereas mm-hmm. Cosmopolitan, it's all, all about like in a way glamour and fashion and beauty. And, and so in a way, just even understanding each podcast pretty much has three brand words that they stand by and it oozes out of that show. And so it, the more you connect with each show individually and then in a way like, just keep on working on your interview technique. Keep working on like pretending and pretending as if you're going to be on it tomorrow. You're going to be on that show tomorrow, like in the sense of visualization, have that vision board ready, put that like dream, imagine, visualize, because that also is very, very important. You could pitch and pitch, or you can reach out, you can connect, but if you don't believe and visualize and dream and, and have that faith, it might not happen, mm-hmm. even if you do all of the good things. Oh, 100%. I'm all about the visualization and, and going big. So, okay. Bigger than the podcast. I mean, there's a huge podcast out there. What's another, what's another medium for getting yourself out there? Like, I love how you talked about the Huffington Post. I know a lot of people when they get on there, like that's a huge thing for them. Um, Let's talk about that. Let's open that book. And what does that mean for a business owner? Yeah, I mean, I think that with the really established media platforms like Huffington Post and like Entrepreneur and Thrive Global, in a way, one of the best ways to get to, to start having opportunities to be featured is to become a contributor. Now, mm. I don't think people can contribute to some of them quickly. Like they may need to take a step back and do something a little bit smaller first. And so I contribute to Thrive Global. And, you know, when I got, when I had my opportunity to, get my first published article, I was like, oh my goodness, this is a dream come true. But looking back, I have been doing a lot of contributing for years on smaller platforms and doing other things before I got to that moment. You might start to think that this must not be a big deal if I have had this opportunity, but the truth is it is a big deal, Mm -hmm. but you might get so used to it that you'll think, oh, well, you know, it, it might not be like, I basically must be really like 
normal and average. Maybe I'm not as, um, this isn't as like exciting as I thought it would be. And then you might not even bother to do the create articles. You might not bother to publish content. So what I want to say is when you do get an opportunity to be featured wherever it is or any contributing opportunities, take it seriously, be consistent with creating content because you're going to, it's going to lead to you being interviewed eventually. Mm-hmm. I started off contributing. I, I started off writing articles and then all of a sudden it's like oh okay do you have it does anybody have anything to say about this topic or that topic I would receive these emails and then I would give my you know my few my little bit of feedback or my thoughts and then I'll be featured Mm. so instead of me basically writing I ended up being featured in that way and then it just grows from there by the time you know it you probably will speak to someone on the team or something and then you'll get a big feature or maybe a winner a award there are so many things that can happen as a result of you starting off doing the consistent work of contributing or guest blogging so I would say start with that and then like lead into being interviewed because typically you may not have enough publications and interviews or features to be featured but if you want to be featured as like in terms of being interviewed then I definitely think that you need to be pitching, but make sure that you are building your repertoire. Make sure that you really are building your media page or media kit by being booked consistently for media interviews. So that by the time you pitch to Business Insider or Huffington Post or those bigger platforms like Entrepreneur, they are going to take you seriously because they're going to be like, she's been on like 15 podcasts. She's been on two TV shows even if they're small, they're going to be like, wow, you're actually doing something. So Mm. it's really important to show them that you're being consistent with being booked in the media, because then they're going to wonder if you're about to be this big thing that they need to quickly interview before you become so big that like you're unreachable. (laughs) Oh, that's so interesting. Okay. I, I want to ask you a question like, okay, I want to contribute to the, these smaller places so I can get started. But if you, if people don't know how to re- even, where do you even go? Can you give mm-hmm. them some hints? Like they want to contribute to what they're, they're completely blank. They have no idea how to get started. Do you have some tips for them? Okay. Brilliant. So for newbies, I would say like what I did is decided to use the hashtag that was called like contributors. So I kind of used those words that we typically like to use when we're trying to find opportunities. So I went to Instagram and I typed in contributors, contributors wanted, guest bloggers, all of those good things. And then I looked and I just started searching through to figure out like who is accepting pitches or who's expect who's who is accepting contributors. And so I did find that by me reaching out as a result of seeing those mini adverts out there, that's how I got my opportunity to be a contributor to this blog called The Undeniable Life. Now they're not like as known as some of those, you know, like Thrive and so on and so forth, but mm-hmm. they're really good and they're really professional and I love their blog so much. And so I didn't know them when I pitched, but I just loved what I saw and I thought, yeah, this seems really cool. Like I would love to write here. And then I just went for it. Like they said, yes. And they accepted me literally within 24 hours, pretty much. Wow. Yeah. So by the next month I was already contributing and I, I have, I pretty much submit two to three articles every month and I've been doing, and it's so consistent because they always like tell you the deadline when you need to submit your articles. And if you don't submit an article for three months, you won't be able to write anymore. So I, I take it so seriously because I see it as a, I see it as a wonderful thing that I love, but it's also a stepping stone for bigger opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so in a way, starting with that, 
would be a very good thing to do. Just looking in the hashtags, looking for those adverts, but then also just go to Google and just type in blogs and think of your field. What's your area? If you're a business coach, look for business blogs. If you are, if you are a, um, let's say you want to be in magazines, like online magazines, then look for online magazines. If you want to, if you're a health expert, look for health blogs. If you're a graphic designer, look for some platforms that take graphic designers. So in a way, it's just about doing the research. You may need to spend an hour doing this. You might need to spend more than an hour, maybe two hours, three hours, but it will be worth it. It will mm -hmm. be worth it when you find the right platforms that you can contribute to. And so then you'll go to their website. You'll literally notice that most of them do have an opportunity to be able to apply to be a contributor or they'll say send over an email so go to the contact page and then just let them know that you are interested by submitting something through the form that they have or whether it be just sending over an email um, but make sure you do check their guideline first because sometimes people send an email and they already have said everything on the website so they sometimes that can offend the media like hello mm -hmm. like check out the website they might be thinking that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah sometimes they they do get irritated because they may have high volumes of emails that they're receiving. So make things easier for them by doing your research in advance. Those are amazing tips. I love them. I was like writing notes like crazy. I love like <laughs> tangible tips. Oh, now like, Oh, go find people. Like these are great. And they're very like use hashtags and things that I've never thought of before. I love it. Um, Oh, awesome. thank you so much. And it, yeah, it, honestly, you'll love it because you'll see that, wow, there are adverts. And just keep checking over the year because they might not have something now, but then around Christmas time, that's when they typically add, like it just different seasons. So maybe every three right. months to check it out and see what you can find. So interesting. Okay. So, you know, let's go for the example of when you signed up, requested to be on our podcast and you just sent over like the complete package of everything, like your media kit, all the things. Can you just give people like a, some bullets of what they can send to people so they look like they've been doing this forever? Yes, perfect. I will do so. Okay, so I would definitely recommend to have a media page on your website that you can send over as a link. Even if you have nothing on it, like even if you only have for PR and media inquiries, fill in this form like it just makes you look like you're about to do something big it or does. that you yeah it just gives that feeling that you are ready for interviews you're ready to be seen and um, if you've been featured before put a few on your media page so that you can send it over as well because sometimes a podcast host their team they don't have time to spend like just trying to do a google research on you but if you have the media page you can send that over so i would say start with that because you could just send over a pitch and just be like if you want to check out my media interviews, please go to my link here. And then that alone is enough to really get things started. And um, you might want to have a professional media kit, which could be a one page. It could be a two page media kit. You could have up to, you know, six pages typically is quite good. I think mine is seven, which is a bit too long, but <laughs> um, so I'm going to cut mine down a little bit, but yes, um, you could also have a show reel, professional show reel. It really depends on you. If you love being on video, a professional show reel on video, which you might call a highlight reel in America or a sizzle reel. Okay. So a highlight reel sounds familiar. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want an example, Gabby Bernstein has like about six on YouTube. And this in a way makes me think, no wonder you're on TV so much. No wonder mm. why you're booked for all the magazine features and you know, all of these, mm -hmm. because you have the media centrals in place. So in a way, 
a media kit is good, a media page is, is really good. And then other essentials to have in place could be just a really a good professional bio. So, and also make sure you update it because sometimes you've done all this amazing, incredible things. You haven't actually put them on the media page and then people start to, in a way they read your media page or they read your bio and they think, oh, wow, sounds like that everything she's talking about is from 2016 and this mm. is 2019. So updating everything is also the key as well. So that everything is congruent as well. Amazing. I just love it. I've, I've so many notes. <laughs> I'm sure everyone else does too. Okay. So before we close, I want you to tell me like one amazing thing that's happened. I'm sure you've had so many amazing things that's happened because you have put yourself out there in the media. Give me one thing that's like so inspirational. That's going to make everyone want to do this. Oh my God. That's such a great question. I mean, where do I even begin? I, I mean, I just came back from speaking in Dubai at a conference, an international conference. And what did I really do? Not much. Just basically <laughs> been speaking. I, I always speak at these, like this year I spoke in London several times. And then all of a sudden when this Dubai opportunity came, in fact, it led to an Amsterdam opportunity to speak at university. And then from there it was like, wow, Dubai. And wow. so like, I do think what I love is just not just focusing on just London and the the UK. I love the opportunity to go abroad and speak. So that's something really good. I guess another really powerful, amazing thing that happened to me is I ended up on a channel called ITV, mm-hmm. which is our biggest, one of our biggest channels. We have like top three, I'd say, I'd say BBC one, mm-hmm. ITV. And then we have another channel, which is like channel four. So these are like <laughs> our top, like mainstream media. Like if you're on ITV, I mean, people that go on ITV, usually Love Island, for example, they end up like having like one point something million fans eventually. I know that's a really big show, but wow. there are other shows that are quite big too. Yes, yeah, so I was on that show and I'll explain why this was a really big deal because I went on that show but it repeated so many times that people would come up to me on the streets. I ended up attracting clients and friends and people would say to me, I want to like come to your events because of you being in that show. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it went on to other channels. So it went on to ITV2, ITVB, even Dutch TV in, you know, in different mm-hmm. countries and everything. So it was like, wow, I'm having so much publicity based on just one thing I've done. And I think the best of all is it opened me up to receive more TV interviews and more like filming opportunities with different mainstream and local TV shows and production companies. So in a way you could do one interview and it could lead to an abundance of interviews and media opportunities. I love that. Thank you for sharing that with us. I think that's so inspirational and it was probably like something you never thought would have ever been possible for you, right? Exactly. Like I've never in my life thought, I mean, I've always done performing arts. Yeah. I loved performing arts. I wanted to be an actress, but I wanted to be an actress that focuses on theater and maybe I'm in a program, but I never, ever had the vanity side of, you know, media. I never thought to myself, Oh, I want to be seen. I want to be visible. I just couldn't Mm -hmm. even like, that was definitely nothing to do with me at that time. And um, I remember at one point having this feeling that maybe I'm also called to do a bit of a, a bit of presenting and, And I decided that I would, you know, just be open to it. And I think that just saying, yep, I'm available. Like if this wants to come my way, then fine. Mm. And I think that just because I made that shift and that like that mindset shift, it did open me up to receive opportunities. But like I said, I never thought I would be in anything 
but by doing little things like pitching or just filling in a form you end up on mm-hmm. a show or you end up on several and it changes your life whether it's one little opportunity or a big one it changes mm-hmm. your life everything is a stepping stone absolutely and i think the main takeaway from this is being open to receive all of that is that's ahead of you and just taking one step at a time 100% definitely just be bold be courageous and and believe that you can be in the media and it can change it will change your business it will change your life and it will most certainly make you feel like everything you're doing as a business coach or as a you know social media manager whatever it is you're doing you'll feel like wow, I actually am being noticed and celebrated and recognized. And Mm -hmm. I think the worst thing is to just be putting yourself out there, putting yourself out there and feeling as if no one really cares or no one really Mm -hmm. sees you. And when you are in the media, it makes you feel like everything is worth it. Like all your hard work is paid Mm -hmm. off. So definitely um, go out there and shine. Awesome. Queen, this was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing such valuable tips and inspiration. I loved having you on. I appreciate you so very much. Oh, thank you so much, Lindsay. I've loved being on your show. It's like I said, I watch it. I mean, well, I listen to it and I also watch like in the Facebook group, all the videos that you do, the live streams I've been like catching up because I've been in the group for a few months now. Yeah. So (laughs) I love your content. I love the questions that you ask in the group, but on the show, I love the types of guests that you have, the content you share. I always feel like you go far and beyond and I'm like, wow, this stuff actually is like, you pay for this stuff. So I just, Mm. I'm so grateful and um, it's an honor to be on your show. Well, thank you so much for saying that. That's my, that's my intention. And I love that it's very um, clear and it's helpful for you guys. Cause I don't want to just give you guys fluffy things. I want to actually inspire you taking inspired action. That's what's going to move you forward. So thank you so much. Yes, 100%. And, and you are so welcome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I am so grateful for you and I want to be sure you are a part of my free community. Go to dreamclientcommunity.com and join our free Facebook group. We have all kinds of cool things happening every single day, so don't miss out. Also, if you love downloading freebies, check out my freebie vault on my website by going to lindsaymaloney.com, selecting freebie vault, and there you can download all the things that will help you start and scale your coaching business. And if you're feeling extra generous, be sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss the next episode.